1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. All right, folks, FA Podcast, joined by some real intellectuals this morning. I know that sounds that sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> I was going to say that's a that's a loose statement, but uh. <laughs> we're driving a fast car on ice this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Dan Compton, who is now like uh, the the main man in charge, the guru of shot shell ammunition at Federal and and everything. Right, so you have you have uh, Federal and anything else shot shell wise that you guys have right which is heavy yeah. shot and uh remington stuff right yep federal heavy shot remington i've been a career i've been a legacy federal guy for about 13 years now yeah and uh remington came on board we're probably it's close to three years for both the other brands and uh we just felt it was good to kind of unite the product teams in a way in lanes so that you know we can look at the market as one kind of group going forward and, and kind of you know heavy shot means something to people and federal means something to people and remington means something to people and try to try to maintain that and not trip over ourselves as we're trying to you know put the best products out there too so. well there's no doubt there's no doubt and then and then we have jake edson who you're also are you a career federal guy or i mean have you been other places or where uh, i've been here for 10 years yeah. um and then uh, I was actually a magazine editor for 10 years before that, um, working on outdoor publications. But uh, yeah, I've been here for 10 years now, kind of bounced around doing marketing and public relations and different gigs. But uh, yeah, I've been with the company for 10 years. Where, uh, where were you on the magazine trail? What, uh, anything that's still alive? Yeah, so the, uh, the deer and deer hunting magazine. Um, oh, yeah. And then and then uh, for a while we did uh, Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, that was about eight nine years ago. Okay. Um, and Wisconsin Outdoor Journal. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you guys are all, you know, the thing about today, uh, you know, you guys are career outdoorsmen. You know what I mean? You guys have been doing this as long as I have. Like you guys have been chasing critters since you were kids. So. You know, that's so all you young kids out there, you got to you got to listen to the old farts. <laughs> that's right. We do have some information to help. I, I I'm telling you, we do. I swear. <laughs> Plus, where's my hat? Plus, like this hat is probably older. This might be older than my kids. And it's been and it's been more places. <laughs> well, that it's is weird. It is the it's retired weird that logo. Huh? That is the retired logo. Now we've got the uh, the one line logo instead of the three stack like that. That's a classic. Well, what you should, you should have Dan sign that and then retire. Yeah, it. Prob probably. I was well, gonna say it's kind of funny when you own a hat long enough that it becomes a throwback, right? You know, because at yeah, the time it was cutting edge. Around, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one, that one, uh, that one's been everywhere. It went to Sweden with us. It's been to Canada. I don't know how many times. I 
I think it's been to New Zealand when I went down there in like 16. So yeah, that hat's traveled the world, you know, it's pretty wild. It's so, a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, then let's get into uh, a couple things like shot shell related and shooting related. So we can kind of, you know, maybe help some folks who, you know, maybe didn't have a good shooting year last year or they're trying to get the right fit. And, and Jake, you said before we started, you know, patterning, we could talk about that. I want to talk about bismuth. You want to talk about that. I want to talk about like, you know, just being consistent with your, you know, your feet per second. So, you know, even if you go up and, you know, you go twos to fours or BBs like that, you're keeping your feet per second, because that, that to me, I think has always made the difference. And I've always like stressed, I've always stressed that part of it. You know what I mean? Because once you change the feet per second, your lead changes and then you're all over the board. So we could start wherever. I don't know who wants to, who wants to. Yeah, jump. I think that, I think that's a good spot to, to start too. And, and it's going to be, so let's say you've always shot, you know, like our two most common loads and pick, pick whatever you're talking black cloud, you're talking speed shot. You got an ounce and a quarter, you know, around 1450 or 1500 and you got an ounce and an eighth around 1550 or in black cloud at 1635. So it's cooking pretty good. Yep. You know, at 15 yards, that means a little bit at 30 yards. It means more. And if you're pushing it 40, it means a lot. Right. So yes. you can definitely, you know, what you start with to hunt through the year, you know, you can change around, but you gotta, you might have a little bit of a learning curve as opposed to, you know, our goal is to go out and put as many ducks on the ground or in the boat as possible. So right. um, finding that load, you know, shooting it at paper and shooting over the course of the summer to a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer of, you know, Jake and I, we shoot sporting plays together and the two things are different, right? We're shooting a lighter yes. load, we're shooting slower, yes. but we're shooting, right? And that, the mechanics of that, the, the, I remember when I played football, I'm, I'm jumping around on you. No, you're but fine. The, when you start two a day practice in August, the speed of the game going on in your head versus the last game of the season everything has just really appeared to slow down. So the more you shoot, you know, that first hunt of the year, let's say you haven't shot your gun all year, it's going to be chaos the first time some of gals cut them, you're trying to pick them out, you know, you know, but by the end, if you're doing a lot of hunting, you, you shoot a lot, bro. Eventually it comes up and you're just, you know, you're just seeing like the notes on a page, you know, they're, they're just focusing in on you. So the more you shoot is good. And then knowing that load you shoot, I, I think it's key. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm like you, um, I always, I always do, on speed chuck, I always do ounce and an eighth twos. I think they're going 1550. I'm shooting that. And then if I go, if I go to Black Cloud, I think I go to the 1450, or I can I can jump to the 1635 if you know, and it's like you said, it is a slight difference, but we're we're always trying to get them close. But on those long shots, and like you said, the more you shoot, the more you you are hunting or or just chasing birds you can get on target it's very simple to just get in a rhythm and and i always think it's it is a rhythm and you get shooting and you get you know you get into it and you just don't even like you guys and and myself like like you said we shoot and hunt so much that i don't think about anything it's when your head gets involved in the game and you miss once or you miss twice and then all of a sudden it becomes a head game and then you're like okay let's go back to the basics and just like go shoot some clays like i always tell guys you know especially bird hunters 
like if you can shoot pigeons in the summer, if you got pigeons, if you got, you know, go shoot, go shoot flyers for a hunt test club that's running dogs. You know what I mean? They're always looking for guys to shoot birds in the summertime. You go do that. You go shoot like pest birds, like, you know, starlings and blackbirds. Like we have a lot of blueberry farms and stuff out here. Like they, they're dying for you to come out. You know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. You can, because the sporting clays obviously is one thing, but like you said, you got to shoot lower loads. You know what I mean? You got to shoot low brass or whatever at a place. They don't let you come in and, you know, pop off three inch twos, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little different. So you just got to get in your lane. Go ahead, Jake. What? Yeah. But like using that football analogy, right? So like your quarterback, right? He's going to have multiple receivers and starting out in, you know, summer camps and stuff, those receivers run at different speeds and he might be a little bit off kilter, but by the end of the season, he can throw to his three or four guys where he might have a problem is if you trade for somebody at the end of the season and you bring some guy in, right? He's like that football analogy kind of holds. So if you bring something in the middle of season, you haven't thrown passes to it. um, There's a little bit of a learning curve there with that specific receiver or speed. There's, there's no doubt that is, that is a hundred percent. Like I always, I always used, and this is a long time ago when, like when seminars were huge and we're going to all the stores and this is, you know, I'm dating myself, but this is years ago. Right. So, and, and I'd always make the analogy and make the joke when I talk about shooting is that, you know, you have that guy in the blind with you and he's, you know, reaching in his bucket and he's pulling out like a green one and a red one and a blue one, you know, he's got like, he's got like 17 different colors in there and he doesn't know. He doesn't know what what's going what and then the first shell's going you know 1550 and he pulls up and he misses and then the next shell's going like 1300 so then he corrects but then he corrects but it, it not for that shell right and then the last one's going 1400 like he's so he's so screwed just in what he put in his gun that whatever he did doesn't even matter because he's so out of it you know what i mean you're like out of the game at that point you're 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 dead in the water like that's you can't do that <laughs> and be successful, you know, there's, there's no way. So I always used to talk about that. And that was the thing that really got me pushing, you know, try to stay, you know, I guess it's just simple, like stay feet per second or even close. Like you said, Dan, at, at, at 15 yards, 20 yards, like it's not that big of a deal, right? It's a little bit, but then when you start like if you have to stretch a little or a bird's getting out and you got to flare out, like you, you got to know what your, your ammo can do, you know? Yeah. And you think like, you know, snow goose hunting, right. Where, you know, you, you may be finishing them close, but the odds are you're, you're, you're probably pushing the edge of range and yes, you know, that that's where you're, you're really, you know, you're going to see it. And when you said, you know, our heads get in the way, you know, when I pop up and there's a bird crossing and he's right there, I don't even think swing through and shoot. When it's flying away on the last shot, that's where I'm like, where, uh, where do I need to be? And like, the pressure's on. Lob it in, or am I coming under him? You know, and then it like, I'm just, you know, paying my own salary then, but just dumping steel <laughs> a little dirt. So, you know. Yeah, but the pressure's on, you know what I mean? We've all yeah. been there. And it's like, you just, you know, plus you're with a bunch of guys and you just, you just ran too hot and nothing happened. And then you're like, he's on the way out and you're like, oh my God, I got to pull off the BB here. I got to pull off the golden BB, somebody, somebody, you know, Oprah, help me, Tom Cruise, Jesus, you know, help me, you know, I got to get a flyer on the way out. So yeah, that is, 
that is definitely a big thing. And it's a mental game too. It's a mental game. And the more you shoot, you know, the more you feel comfortable and listen, everybody's going to miss. And, and, you know, I mean, holy crap, like that's, that's just going to happen, but you can't let it get in your head. There's no doubt. Even with all the, if you have all the science, right. And all that, like you still can't let it get in your head or then you're, you're done. You're dead. That's why I like it when you call the shot, man, I can just keep my head down. And like, I don't have to sit there and watch the bird come in and be like, okay, this one's up there. I gotta, I gotta lead this one by one and a half lengths or whatever. If I got my head down and all of a sudden Mario's just yelling, cut him, I can just pull up. You know, that, that honestly, like just what you're saying there is a huge thing. Like, like we tell a lot of guys, like I know when there's a huge group of birds and and if you're like you said, like if you could just come up and pick one and shoot, like your your reaction is like perfect, right? But it's the guys that are like staring at the fuck, like they're like, you know, here they come, they're on the deck for like a hundred yards, and you're watching them the whole time, and they're coming and they're coming, and then it's like you think you got one picked out, but then everybody says kill him, and you stand up, and they all just go, you know, and then it's like then you got to pick one, and then you're picking one, and then you're a mess. So. There's a lot to be said for that too. You know what I mean? So that that's a that's definitely another note. Like, listen, the the wheels come off at some point during the hunt. If it doesn't, like it's not a it's not a real it's not a real deal hunt. Like something's going to happen. So I guess you're just doing all this training and doing everything you can, like with the science and the feet per second and you know, knowing all your analytics, let's call it, and then just being able to shoot and practice and you know so all that falls into place all of it yeah it's like there's a couple of things you can you know to learn the ammo right you could you could pattern it we always recommend patterning your you know put a piece of cardboard you know shoot it at 10 shoot it at 20 shoot it at 30 shoot it at 40 try different choke tubes you might just find you know just because you're running whatever tube you're running mario what should i have in my gun that doesn't mean we're going to get the same results there's something there's some sort of black magic in you know, uh, forcing cone relations on different shotguns and things like that. So, I mean, that that's probably your best arrow in the quiver is is shoot, is patterning at a target. And you're looking for a good even pattern. At some point, you're going to find out that man, this thing's pretty open. And you know, I need to I need to keep it under 30 yards when I'm shooting this load. So that's like the best tool there. The the lead piece. That's like that's where time in the field comes in. Cause that's really the only way you can learn it. You know, we've, yeah. we've seen stories. I've heard stories of some, some writer. I can't remember who told me this Jake, but like he set up like a target on his boat and then had his wife drive a car by. And then he was like shooting at a great big piece of paper, trying to get a feel of shot string. I've heard of like spinning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard of spinning tires down fields. You know, we've had ideas oh, yeah. on how to, how to represent it, but I mean, there's really no, replacing for actually shooting birds in the field to learn a good lead i mean that's really what it comes down to the the tire down the field that's like a giant rabbit right like, <laughs> yes, like, yes. It's like that's a big rabbit like holy mm-hmm. crap that's bigger than the rabbits they got in sweden the hares that's a big one <laughs> yeah i think yeah you get one of those uh uh crossfit tires put a great big piece of paper on it roll her down a hill and just start bucking at it because yeah, you got like. a good leading edge to put a beat on right you can put it right on the edge and you can see you know, and see what happens you know i'll let you do that the pattern stuff the pattern stuff that you're talking about too um like like i'm a, i'm big onto the choke tube side too i always i'm always like practicing and checking stuff like that so 
I always tell people, okay, so once you put it on paper, like the thing that you, the thing that you can't see on paper is when your, when your pellets are getting there, right? So then I'll, I'll tell people like, take, take like a jug or take like something and go out on the water and shoot it on the water to see like, do you have a long shot string? Is your shot, shot string short? Like, you know, because like for some people, a long shot string and, and what shot string is, is your first pellet out and your last pellet as it stretches and goes down range, right? So is it short or is it long? Some people might need a long one because they're used to shooting at that bird. And as he's coming through, if your shot strings, you know, 12, 14 feet and that bird just flies in there somewhere, it's going to get clipped, right? So some people might need a shorter, a longer shot string. I don't like it. I like a short one. So that's why I run the tubes that I run. And, and then you can see on the water when everything's getting there. You know what I mean? Like the, I always tell them that's, that's a huge thing. And you could also see the shot string on the water because you can't see it on paper because you're like, yeah, for sure. You know, you shoot and everything's down there. You're like, oh, okay. It got there at the same time. Well, it really did it. So that's a good indicator of what's going on too. So then you kind of know, you know, cause like if we're shooting, like, you know, you shoot like a wad stripper, or you shoot like a kicks or a pattern master and your shot string is tighter, you know, you know, like you have less play, you know what I mean? In the shot string. So if you're not on it and you're not used to shooting that, you're you're like you just like you hit the death sentence for yourself like if you're not used to it you're you're dead in the water on that like a longer shot string on just a regular person is going to be better for like just a person starting to shoot so as you get more advanced there's a lot more things to you know to look at down the road so you know but then you can go to turkey hunting and you're like you know i just need to put it on paper and i just need to saw his head off you know what i mean yeah. so you know, because, you know, he's not flying unless you can jump shoot him. I mean, you can jump shoot him out of the, get him out of the tree and just like <laughs> the fly, the fly down shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, when you say personal preference on shot strings too, there's, I mean, there's a lot of work. We've done a lot of analysis on it. There's yes. no, you know, just like the load, man, there's yeah. no magic formula or like, you know, short string is where it's at and long right. string is where it's at or open or tight it, it right. really comes down to the shooter and yep. i'd say maybe the situation but i think the shooter is going to be and you will you'll have to learn that for yourself i would love we could just be like hey you're going out to shoot ducks at 20 yards and be right. mallards and here's a number two with this you know kicks choke tube and your shotgun and right you're good to go but we we're we're not as uh there's too many other variables that come into play to just be able to say that there's no doubt and, and like you know you listen you can get into what gun you're shooting as to as to where it shoots does it shoot high does it shoot you know right on like there listen there's a lot there's so many variables but you you know i guess i guess the most important thing about all this is like you really have to dig into your setup to make sure you're on you know what I mean? And that goes, like you said, from start to finish, that goes from, you know, the gun, the choke, obviously the ammo, pick which ammo fits you certain situations, like, like, you know, the more, the more you do this and hunt and go out, like the more you're going to learn. It's just that simple, you know? Um, yeah. So like I have, uh, you know, it, when you talk about types of guns, you know, like I have a, I have a, 
Like I got a Benelli and then I got a Benelli Super Black Eagle 2 and I got a Super Black Eagle 3. Those are two completely different firearms. Yes. And because of the way the they shoot. I, yeah. And I have to have the three fitted to shoot like the two I had. That's right. And, you know, we're fortunate, you know, that sometimes we've gone, you know, media hunts such as, and then they just give you a gun because that's what you shoot. You know, if we hunt with you, we you know, try to, you know, support you guys and whether it be. So, yep. you know, when we went to Sweden this year, we were just kind of handed guns. Yeah. And they just fit like a champ. But, you know, I went on a dove hunt this year and pulled out my father-in-law's old 20 gauge because I thought it'd be fun to shoot. And I right. couldn't hit anything. You know, it was, I had people watching me and like, I was embarrassed and I made jokes like, yeah, I'm the shot tail guy. So I shoot as much as I can. It really doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> but it was, it was awful. And I switched back, hit like my next five out of seven. So then it was like a confidence booster I needed, but. But it really, you know, I didn't, I made the mistake. I never shot it. I just grabbed a gun, went to the field, threw some loads right. into it, and the results showed themselves, right? You know, I, I, I'm i guessing I was shooting probably under them, but uh, I, I don't know because I never, I never figured it out. Well, I mean, you know, there's, I mean, I don't think there's a ton of people that are that advanced, you know what I mean, that, that have that opportunity where they're, you know, they go, they get to go on a hunt and then they just get handed a gun. Like usually everybody has their yeah. gun and they're going. So, you know, so hopefully that, that isn't like an issue, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been on a lot of those where you just get handed. And then, like I said, I'm, I'm a choke tube guy. So I travel with mine, but if mine doesn't fit the gun that, you know, the gun that they give me, like I'm, then I'm guessing, you know, then mm -hmm. I gotta, then I gotta shoot a couple uh, birds or try to shoot a couple birds and see like where I'm at, like, am I off the board or what am I doing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I really, really got to look at that so yeah there's definitely there's definitely so much to go into it and that goes into play it you know I keep saying science but it kind of is a a science of getting all your getting everything together and you know I mean thank thank god I don't like chase deer or anything because then I'd have to go into that whole ballistic category and go down that road and bro I'm not I don't think my math skills are up to par to like go down that road like i i'll leave that to you guys and you know if i gotta shoot a coyote like at least i know what loads i run out of my two two three you know to to put them down that's it that's all i need to know like i'm i'm good and at the range if i'm shooting nine or four nine mil or or 40 like yeah i'm just punching paper so i'm okay so <laughs> well there's there's definitely a lot more into shooting shot shells than I think rifle. I mean, unless you want to talk about long range, but really, you know, that it is, it, it's again, back to the sports analogy, you know, practice and you can really mitigate a lot of that, you know, black magic stuff by just getting out there and, and trying it and patterning it and, and practicing. Yeah. Cause on the rifle thing, like you said, I mean, for the most part, you know, say you're only pattern, you know, you're, you're shooting your rifle and you're checking it at a hunter and you're good to 200 or whatever, but you're standing still, you know, the, the, the animal's not moving, you know, I mean, sometimes you might have to shoot them like that, but holy God, like, good luck on that. Like, that's, that's a pretty good, that's like some, you know, that's some Brad Fenson shooting, you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> I've seen him take some, Brad's an outdoor writer, you guys have seen him on the show and on the web series and everything else. Uh, Brad's an incredible shot. And I've seen him shoot some stuff on the run that, that you just go, I don't even know how that, happens and then happens like, yeah yeah and then you're like 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 there was a like i'll just 
jump a story real quick. So, so Brad's on a rider hunt, they're on an elk hunter and a deer hunt or something. And, and he's with a bunch of guys that are outdoor industry guys. And there's a big mule deer across the Canyon. And he's like, I don't know, like 300 yards or something. And something spooked the deer and Brad was ready to shoot. And the deer takes off and Brad shoots them on the run and drops them. And, and they're like, Oh my God, like, get ready. You might have to shoot him again. Like, we don't know where you hit him. And Brad's like, he's, he's down. I got him. And they're like, and, and literally like he kicked a couple times. And by the time they get over there, they're like, they're like, Oh, you know, that was a good shot. You must've, you know, put it whatever. And Brad said, I, I, I was aiming right for the heart to punch him out and they get over there and sure as hell it is punched out right in the heart. And he was, he wasn't on a dead run, but he was moving and you just, and everybody was like, like stunned, like the guy, like mm -hmm. everybody was just stunned, but you know, he, if anybody knows, like, like all that ballistic stuff and everything, like he is in tune with everything he's got. So, and that's the thing, that's the key. Like yep. if you want to look like a star and shine like a star, you got to practice, right? Like a star. Yeah. You put so, in the time. Yeah. You got, you definitely got to put in the time. Uh, so we're talking, we're talking to the guys from federal, we're talking to Jake Edson, uh, and we're talking to Dan Compton. Uh, and, uh, one thing we want to talk about is, uh, bismuth, because I think, uh, you said it right before we started, Jake, like, I don't, I don't know if, cause I don't even know if I totally understand it because I haven't shot it that much. You know what I mean? So, so let's, let's talk about bismuth because we're seeing a lot more, I want to talk about bismuth and then I want to talk about some TSS stuff too, because, you know, like there's a lot going on on the TSS side for sure. But I want to, let's go bismuth first. Yeah. I, I think we tee it up for Dan. Dan's the, the expert on it, but sure. you know, some of the insights that we've got is that, you know, there's a lot of consumers out there that, you know, basically know what it is, um, know that it's a non-tox option. Right. Um, but they haven't really had a lot of experience with it and they don't really know, you know, selecting shot size or how it compares to, to, um, you know, different, different things that they have shot. Great. And then also kind of like you just said, right. There's the TSS discussion and then there's bismuth discussion. And, yes. you know, some people just, they kind of lump all that together. It's these other non-toxic shots, right. But yes. they're TSS and bismuth are very different and very Dan, Dan, I'll tee it up to you. Like, kind of lay out the big differences between bismuth tss and steel yeah sure it and it's kind of you kind of got to go back to be so when ammo was made you know it was found that lead is this very soft and malleable easy to work with and fairly inexpensive metal right. that works perfectly for ammunition right you're you're taking these pellets you're putting them into a tube of some kind you're trying to force them down a barrel you know it they kind of mold and meld to each other easy to work with and affordable like i said Right. In the early 90s, you know, lead was deemed to be, you know, harmful to waterfall or, you know, they didn't like mallards were going around picking up pellets off the, the yeah. ground. So we, we switched over. We had to find other alternatives that would be considered non-toxic. So steel was the front runner at the time. Metals are based on what they call density and you measure it by grams per cubic centimeter. So that's, you'll hear grams per cc. We published it all over or you'll see on a box, it'll say, you know, 9.6 density or 12 density or 15. And most people, I don't know, wait, somebody finally put it to me and they're like, so I take one cubic centimeter of that metal, solid metal, and I weigh it. And I'm going to get 
you know, 9.6 grams or 7.8 grams or 18 grams. So then, it, you know, that, that helped me think, okay, so I, I can put my brain around that, you know, right. think, uh, you know, take a tennis ball and a baseball, right? Two very similar size objects, but one's got a hell of a lot more mass to it. Yes. Those two objects flying at the same speed, one's going to hit an awful lot harder too. So your baseball is like, you know, your denser metal and your tennis ball is your less dense metal. So steel comes in right around like, um, right around like 7.8 grams per cc, you know, okay. the, what we found early in the nineties, you can maybe remember this Mario, I'd started ducting, I think I was 16, it was probably 1993 ish. And, you know, that was right when the switch was happening. So I really never right. knew a world where guys could, you know, shoot lead. And, uh, I just remember hearing how bad it was, but what ammo companies did, they came out and they were loading them at the same speeds of lead automatically leads 11 grams for cc so it's a denser product you don't need as much speed to hit the bird as hard so right. that's why you'll see steel fast you know everybody started jacking the speeds up you know yes. remington really pushed it with the hypersonic at 1700 you yes. know there's still guys that, that shoot that you yeah. know but you know there's always a trade-off as you go faster you're going to get more recoil so then it was like what other metals would work and what came what came out was tungsten there was yeah. tungsten alloys, tungsten that. blends, you know, with polymers and tungsten pressed together in the pellets and bismuth. Yep. And I would say they both kind of ran their course at the end of the 90s, early 2000s and kind of faded away. Yeah. And then in the past 10 years, you know, you've seen a resurgence, you know, Kent started loading bismuth. There's other companies as well. And then heavy shot really changed the game when they came out with the heavy shot pellet, which was right around 13 grams or per yeah. cc tungsten. So as your density goes up, your lethality gets better going at the same speed. You can technically, if you're shooting tungsten, shoot at a lower recoil, like a less speed, have the same power. And then that's going to be easier on your shoulder, which is going to help you recover and get on your next bird quicker. So well, I remember, I don't want to cut you off, but I do no, I remember like, like you said, like tungsten and everything like ran its course. And I think it ran its course then because when steel first started, like you said, they were loading it like it was lead. And they weren't really do, they didn't really know everything about it. So honestly, like, like everybody would complain about steel. I remember like when it was first out, because honestly it was crappy because they weren't loading it right. Right. So then it, as, as steel kept going and you had to do it, like all the companies started saying, well, we got to do our research. Right. So we got to get this steel stuff because we're stuck with it. So we got to get it right. So then everything started getting better. And, and the price was totally different from, say, tungsten, right? Tungsten was way higher as far as buying it. So I think as the steel got better, that tungsten and everything else kind of waved out because steel did get better because it took, for lack of a better term, it was a shit show at the start coming from lead. Because I mm -hmm. remember my dad, you know, shooting two and three quarter inch fives when I was a kid. I wasn't even hunting. And I, my memories were like, my dad was just smashing birds, right? And then we go to steel and the whole game changed. You know what I mean? So 100%. So go ahead, you can pick up there. But I, I had to put that in because I, I remember it. Yeah, it, it got better. And technology got better. You know, companies yes. got smarter. Wads got better. You know, yes. the, the, the polyethylenes we use in wads can make wads that weren't possible to make then better tailored wads that weren't just taking steel and putting it in a shot cup that was used for lead. You know, we have different ones for, for different things. And, yep. you know, that's that's really helped. And then, you know, like 
super premium steals like uh, you know there was speed jock and then there was premium federal premium in the orange yeah. box but then black cloud came out you got a flight control wad which is now giving you a super even pattern consistent pattern and different shot shapes that are cutting better better hole big holes and birds and you know we kind of came up with this magic blend so i think steel's kind of riding it's 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 you know it's it's zenith it's peak. Know, it's at its peak yeah. right now no doubt there's lots of there's lots of good options things are going yes. well so then you always have that people who are like well what's next like what's the you know what's better you know right. or potentially you know and, and ultimately steel is relatively affordable compared to lead but yeah. there's you know some people want the best and they want the best so then that's where the tungsten come into play and the heavy shots come into play okay. and then you know and that's where bismuth has kind of seen a resurgence so bismuth is closer to lead in density you know where steel 7.6 bismuth 9.6 where lead's right. 11. so if you're rocking them at about the same speed you know you're going to have you know you can shoot a, a bismuth at thir- like a number four or number two bismuth at 1350 that's going to be about the equivalent of your number three steel going 1400, you know, right. or so. So you got to go down a, a pellet. Right. To, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I went the wrong way on you. I should have said, I'm thinking lead, went from lead to bismuth. So this. on bismuth, it's denser than steel. So you can get away with a smaller pellet. So if you're going to shoot number two steel at 1400, a, a bismuth at 1350 and number three right. is where you go. And what you gained is more pellet count inside the load so now you got more pe- you know you got you got the same outer edge of your pattern you got more pellets spreading across of it because you went down a pellet size. and you're denser yeah and you're denser so you're automatically going to have more energy when you hit it and at any time you can downsize a pellet you get better penetration because you got less res- you got less resistance punching through the bird that's right so um i think we kind of sometimes you know bigger is better but sometimes you know if we understand the metals and how they work going down a size can be your benefit as well and, what's and even closest, smaller if we get into tungsten what's and that the, what's the that's closest really, to lead is it is it uh is it a tss is it bismuth what is it as far as density or you know the, the weight like you say like nothing's like lead so what's the closest and then jake you're you're up there yeah so lead sits at 11 grams per cc right and bismuth is gonna be nine six so it's just under it okay and then you know your tungstens now become there's tungsten, pure tungsten sits right around in the in the wild, you know, 19 grams per cc. The 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 highest that it can be refined at that we can get away with and get pellets made is at 18. So your, your TSS, your tungsten super shot is 18 grams per cc. So it's if you see anything less, there's other metals in there cutting the alloy down, or it's the purity of the tungsten isn't isn't as much. So you go from um, heavy shot sits right around 12 and they're heavy 12. That's yes. going to be pretty close to lead, just over it. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Jake. Well, as it, I, that was where I was going too. So you, you know, Dan was talking about your options that are close to steel and then right. your pellet size gets smaller, right? Well, then when you get into the apex of performance, you can really, really go down in pellet size, like really go down. And that's where you get into the TSS. And so TSS is really a whole different animal than kind of these other shot non-toxic shots we're talking about like so you got bismuth right right in there about what lead used to be just a little better it's better than steel as far as density right and like you got your heavy heavy shot 12 grams um that that tungsten blend but then you start talking about tss which dan was talking about is closer to the pure metal uh of tungsten and that it really is a totally different animal and uh 
you can really get into small shot sizes then and have that same performance. So that's where you start seeing these like sevens and nines, sevens, eights, nines, and they are hitting as hard as like the, you know, your two, you know, um, and you just get so many more pellets than that you can fit into that shot shell. And so that's where the, the I think, the point is that TSS is just a completely different animal and, and you have to think about it completely differently um, than you would with, you know, your, your tungsten blends or your Bismuth or well, steel. Well, yeah, guys will be like, you know, why are you guys loading like threes and nines or like uh, that's, that's the one load, right? Threes and nines. Yep. There's a threes and nines and a double B and seven. And it's like, it's like, I'm like, do you know what, what those threes and nines like do? Like, it's like swinging a, a giant hammer. Like, you know, like you said, the density, all the pellets, like, so now you're doing threes and nines. Like, let me ask you this, Dan, as far as pellet count, and I know that this is, this is sketchy, pellet count in threes and nines, right, of TSS versus like a three inch two, you know, whatever it could be black cloud or speed shock. Like what's the, what's the difference in pellet count? Like, obviously yeah, there's a, I, I put yeah, you on the spot. That's have, a lot. I don't but, have it in front of me. And I should have, but when I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but when I'm getting on, it's a lot, it's a huge difference. It, it is. Yeah. So, so just like you said, Jake, like, you know, you're talking about more pellets on target that are also, they might be smaller, but they're denser. So it's, it's putting like, you are putting the hammer down, like for real. And yeah, it is I have animal. Yeah. I don't have the numbers, but it, it's several hundred. That's what I mean. Like it is yeah. a lot. Like when people go, Oh, it's a lot. Like, is it, is it 30, 40 pellets? No, it is a lot. So like when you, you know, like we've, we've joked about this up in Canada with, with Tyler and those guys. And he said, he said, I just wanted, he said, I just want like a couple, just like nines. Right. And he said, I just want to shoot one shell at a group of mallards that just come in and just float in and everybody's grouped up. I just want to shoot once and see how many die because he, he thinks, and, and I think he's right. Like, I think you would shoot five, six birds. And I think they would be, if they were tight like that, like the way it's coming down range, like I think you'd shoot five or six and I think they would be 100% stone dead and nobody would be moving a foot. That's yeah, how uh, bananas that is. It's a big fly swatter. I mean, it, it's, it smacks them right out of the sky. I have a turkey analogy on pellet counts that I know pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, go. Yeah. So- well, uh, the benefit of shooting like a, like a, a, like I said, bismuth, you go down a shot size, tungsten, you go down weight, like a drastic shot size. Yes. So a number five copper plated lead is probably the most universal turkey hunting load, you know, yep. known to man. Yep. And that equivalent in terms of density at the same velocity is going to be a number nine TSS. So you've gone to this very, very fine pellet. One of our most popular selling loads in TSS for turkeys is a 13-16 ounce 410. And that's really changed the game, right? So 13-16 ounces of number nine shot, you're getting like 254 pellets, give or take. An ounce and three quarter of number five lead, which is the most universal popular load out there, right. is right around 258 pellets. Yeah. So you got half double the shot 
in a 12 gauge, three inch shell at an ounce and three quarter, then a 410 or 13 16 ounce, two pellets go in the same amount of velocity and you got a third to recoil. So that's why the 410 thing is changing the game. So I think we're seeing that, you know, I think a lot of our turkey shells are being sold is, you know, to waterfowlers, you know, um, that are shooting 410s, they're shooting some, you know, 20 gauge. I think that's kind of the next step of the game. The, the byproduct of that, you know, when you're talking about like, I'm a hunter, I'm getting started. I go to the store, I see a box of shells for $20. I see yep. a box of shells for $50 and I see a box of shells for $80. There's lead no and doubt. steel are roughly a buck, buck 20 per pound on the you know, world market. Bismuth runs around eight and tungsten runs around 40. So yeah, I mean, it's, that, that it performance is, is, is something you got to, got to pay for. And I think that's what, you know, us as we're trying to do better educators as marketers and you know as a company is when you go to the store and you see this wall and you just see all these various prices like well why am i paying 50 bucks for a box versus you know 25 and and so on and you're paying for more lethality better pellet counts and ultimately you know when you're paying for lethality it's knockdown power it's more more birds on the ground you know i'll i'll, I'll go back to to what you just said because we used to do this when I worked uh, in the call market, right? You get to the, and it's the same thing. You get to the, the duck and goose call wall at the store and you're like, and you're, you're, you're new to it. Just like you're new at shot shells, right? You go, you get to that section. You're like, holy shit, what do I do? Like, you're like, what do I pick? And it's like, you said, there's a $30 call. There's a $150 call. There's a, like you said, it's totally different so what i would tell people is start with something lower and test some right just like in anything like you're not going to buy the best thing right out of the gate unless you absolutely know everything about it you know what i mean so if you're just starting out you you buy you know you buy speed shock right it's like it's 200 a case you know what I mean? It's three inch twos. It's going, you know, 1550. It depends on which one you get. If it's one and an eighth or one and a quarter, get it and start there and work your way up because the guys that are buying, you know, the, you know, the black cloud, the TSS, like they know what they're doing. They've been shooting a long time. They got it figured out. Like, I, and, and listen, it is 100% what you're talking about. Like guys, on the turkey loads that are now buying them for waterfowl like that has changed everything because so so steve rogers senior right i remember talking to him and he's and this was before like everything comes crazy on the waterfowl side with tss and he was like yeah i took some i took some tss out and we were shooting we were shooting ducks at like 50 and i was like oh okay and i'm thinking like all right like that's no big deal and he's like I was shooting 410 and I was like, what? <laughs> just like you said, he's shooting 410 TSS and just throttling ducks flat dead. You know what I mean? So, and he's obviously a good shot. He's, he's older than all of us, not to dime him out there, but you know, he's got <laughs> a lot of experience, right? But he, he knew what, you know, he could do as far as shooting and was testing the limits of the shot shells. Like, let's check this out. Like, wait, maybe I can go down to 410 and shoot, or maybe I can shoot 20 all the time all year. You know what I mean? I'm getting older. My shoulder hurts a little bit or whatever, whatever it is. Right. So, 
that like and i think that's what you're talking about like where is the game going like i think that part of the game is just going to keep growing you know because of you know the generation coming through wants to try something you know maybe they want to downsize now a lot of the duck clubs are going to 20 gauge only you know what i mean like you don't spook the birds as much because your property is not that big so you know you don't have such a loud boom so there's a lot of variables that are definitely coming into play now so i and guys just want to you know test it you know and and mm -hmm. and shoot that high dollar stuff that just absolutely rocks them like i i can if you've shot enough and you guys can both you know you guys have both shot enough that I've shot enough speed shock and I've shot not, not as much TSS or black cloud than I have speed shock, but I can tell you there is a, there is a difference that you can 100% tell when you step up. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, it too, it, it depends on what you're hunting, right? Like I, I'd be working for federal. I'd be happy if you bought TSS for everything, but I'll be the first to admit, you probably don't need a 12 gauge TSS load for early teal, right? I mean, probably. you're going to do good with Black Cloud or Speed Shock. It, if you want to go ahead and buy it and, and or, or go to Bismuth, um, go, go ahead. But, you know, <laughs> Black Cloud and Speed Shock are going to be fine for teal ripping through at 20 yards. Well, and, and I always talk about this, like I talk about it on the web series on YouTube, and I, I go through this a lot, like, like we will change what we're shooting with what we're doing like um canada like a couple years ago we're we're shooting ducks and i think at that point uh well i don't know if it was last year or the year before we were like like ducks were pouring in right first go and we were shooting like heavy shot threes i think we're shooting like heavy steel threes or something or heavy shot three you know what i mean we we're just like we we're just like poking them and then the afternoon we're going to shoot honkers so then i'm like well i'm gonna i'm gonna move to like black cloud three inch twos right and then literally the next day the next morning we were all supposed to leave and tyler's like i found a, a group of cranes we're gonna go set up on the cranes so then i'm like i already know the crane game like i'm going three and a half inch black cloud bbs because i want to i want a headshot and I want him lights out because if you've ever chased a crane and got out there and if he stands up and looks at you, you're like, I don't know who says, oh, shit, first, like him. Or, <laughs> and I don't even think they say it. I think I just say it. And I'm like, oh, no, because it's a fight. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to fight. It's you a knife me? fight, bro. It's, <laughs> it is a knife fight. <laughs> it's a 100 percent knife fight. But then what do they always tell you? Don't don't take a gun to a knife fight. You <laughs> <laughs> and i i don't want to i don't want to shoot him again like you're right there like you go to pick him up and he stands up like a turkey and you're like holy crap mm -hmm. and then that freaking the blade is like looking at you and you're like i don't want to do that ever so i 100 move to a different category so i always talk about you guys have everything from the top to the bottom for and i don't mean you know good to best i mean you have something for everything that you could possibly chase and there's a you know there's a there's an ammo there's a load for er anything you want to chase you just got to know what to what to apply and what to buy and circling back yeah, it, like yeah, the start too you you want to practice with it and you want to sure 
you want to pattern it, right? Like uh, my gun, uh, if I'm shooting Bessmith, I'm going to probably use my standard mod choke where I've got a, I've got a long range steel choke that just patterns steel like bonkers. Yeah. That, that Bismuth patterns a little bit different through it. And that's right. For whatever reason, my gun. So if I switch, if, if I'm mid hunt, right, like we're hunting mallards in the morning and then we switch over, let's say we switch over to divers, right. Or oh, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And I want to dial up that density a little bit and I want to switch over to Bismuth. Um, I'm going to switch out choke tubes because I know I've shot it in my gun. I know that I'm going to get a little bit better pattern with that other tube with when I make that switch and shot. And that's you knowing what to do. You know what I mean? Cause I've done the same, I've done the same thing. I've gone to a close, you know, a close range tube up to a more tighter tube uh, for that ammo. hundred percent. Go ahead, Dan. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I like what you said about, you know, you look at the wall and try it and you can start here and work your way up because you, you know, as you get better, especially if you're learning, you know, you, you'll notice, yes, you know, that, you know, whatever you chose that is improved, if you spent a few more bucks on it, or if it's a better, if the denser metal, you'll, you'll see the results. But like, as a company, like we strive to have, you know, we're not going to put a product out there that doesn't work. So speed shock at our opening price is, you know, it's a great load. And it's oh, there's no tons doubt. Tons of ducks. And you'll hear people say, well, I don't, you know, I don't need to spend any money because I've killed tons of that. Absolutely. And you still will. At if, as the dollars go up and as we put more technologies and, you know, premium things cost a little bit more money. Yes. As you shoot, you will notice the improvements. And then it just comes down to, does that value enough, you know, for you, for what you're looking to spend? And I just say, like, try it. And if you have a couple, you know, try it Black Cloud TSS once and tell me what you think. And then have, you know, 10 of those rounds laying around for a, for a rainy day or a, a snow goose situation where they're not finishing, you know, where you need them to be. And you, you might need, need to push that. You might need to be hitting them right at 40 or past and, you know. Yeah. That's what you're going to do if you're going to bring birds home that day. You know? But yeah, I mean, so at least you can't like yeah. what what would be considered sky busting before as you change materials becomes every day. You know, you'll see it in turkey ranges. You know, we're not promoting people to go shoot turkeys at you know 50 plus yards. Right. But by using a denser pellet, especially like in a larger size, like a seven, you got an awful lot more insurance policy there to make sure that if you do call a shot and it's a little long, you're, you're yeah. going to put them down. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I definitely look at that and I go, OK, we're going to. <clears throat> we're going to Montana or Wyoming in December, right? Birds are, you know, honkers are giant. You know, they've got their full on armor on for the winter. Like they are stout and we're not, we're talking, you know, 11, 12, 13 pounds. Like you, you got to do damage. So you need penetration and you need, you need punch. So we absolutely move into that category. Now, if we're shooting ducks, just like you guys, I've shot so many ducks with speed shock and geese for that matter, depends on when that it's mind blowing. Right. I, I love it, but I know when I need to step up and that's like, that's a situation where I got to go definitely black cloud, if not TSS, depending on how the day's going. So that's why I said there. And I, like you said, I, from, from bottom to top it means nothing it just means you guys have so much to choose from you just got to get in somewhere and get moving and obviously the progression is always up so yeah get into speed shock <clears throat> go to black cloud like go to tss like try it all you you know there's a there's a, a situation for everything that you guys make 
you know what I mean? So that's the thing, like play your, you know, like they, they say, play the wind or play, play your situation with what you need for it. The tools, it's a tool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, we got a lot of info. It was incredible. I love having you guys on. Um, and I can't wait for us to get out and shoot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep making it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've told everybody from the day I, I kind of got into the industry and, and that's like, bro, they will make more. Keep shooting. <laughs> Because right. We, right. we will not run out. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Appreciate all the info. That's great insight. Hopefully that helps people who are either, you know, getting started novices or are looking to, you know, try something different and, and maybe step up to a, you know, a bismuth or I want to shoot my old, my dad's old gun you know what I mean? So I'm going to get a bismuth and, and run it out of there or do something like that. Like maybe that helps somebody get their, you know, get their stuff together for the season so they could really, really get after them this year. So much, much appreciated as always. And can I throw in a little plug? If you do still have some questions yes, about the different shot options, we do have educational resources on federalpremium.com that talk about the different shots what's out there how to select it and that sort of stuff well and there's 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 a ton of info on the site there's no doubt about it and there's also the custom shop and everything else on there there's so much on the website like you you guys listen it is a technical product right everything you make is technical so there is a ton of information on there so it is very easy and if you're stumped they could hit us up you guys like everything like go for it like there is so much info and so many people to help like don't be afraid to ask that's easy yeah. and if if uh, they ask you on facebook we know what the answer is going to be speed shock twos bro yep done if if it listen if i had to go somewhere and they said you could take like you could take one ammo right and i uh, kill whatever like we're gonna shoot kangaroos like whatever right I'm, I know what I'm taking, like, because I've shot it so much, right? I know, like, if I get somewhere, like you said, Dan, like, they're going to give me a gun with a choke tube that I know nothing about. I at least know what speed shock twos are going to do at 15, 15, you know what I mean? I 100% know. I'll, I'll take the damn choke out and shoot the threads. Like, I know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So I'm okay. So you know, that, that to me is, is really important. Like if I'm stuck or if I go in a slump, I, I just go back to the basics and start over. You know what I mean? I know where my landing spot is, you know what I mean? But I also know when to step my game up and go, you know, more punch and heavier. There's no doubt. So, you know, it is what it is. You guys got it all. That's why we, that's why we buy it. That's why we shoot it. That's what we do. So, Yeah. Awesome. Can't wait to uh, shoot more stuff with you guys. I'm excited for the year. Us awesome. too. Thanks, Mario. All right, fellas. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it. That's it, folks. That's the FA podcast for today. If you want to hit us up, hit us up on social. Uh, you can get all the pages. You can go to the web series on YouTube, The Last Pass. You can go there. Uh, hit us up at fabrand.com. That's what's going on with Final Approach. <laughs>